0: Hellraiser it Time. Are we recording for real this time? This is the actual recording. Now here we go, here we go. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hell Razor. Hell, Hell Razor. Yeah. Hell Razor. Ooh. Hell, Hell Razor. Damn. I have... A razor. I shave my face with a razor before I go to work and watch Hellraiser. Damn! I walk around and play with Pinhead. I go bowling, knock down some pins with my bowling ball. Yeah. I think about Hellraiser all day long. When I'm doing bowling or at work, I think about it all night long. Bam! I go to back home to watch Hellraiser 2. I think it's such a boo because it's not as good... Fuck my alarm ruined. it. All right, never mind. We're done. All right, cool. Moving on. Sounds you,
1: good. Did you know, I get to tell it's a three-part?
0: How uh, doesn't even deserve parts? Okay. Okay, cares. okay. All right.
1: All right. Hi right. Hi. Um, this is uh t- Josh and Tyler talk movies. I'm Josh. This is Tyler. Um, and we apologize. We haven't done one of these in a couple months now, right? Uh,
0: no. It's been like a month, maybe. Only been a
1: month? Maybe Probably. it's because we watched those like, Curacao movies like a month before we recorded that
0: yeah that video um that's probably podcast. end of uh august. probably beginning of september actually. Okay. okay so almost two months we're near the end of august the end
1: of october dude um but yeah no um so in that in that last one we thought we'd do these more frequently um and we said we were going to do um a after we did a kira kurosawa's films that i chose um and tyler was choosing a bunch of uh, crime films Ranging from the '70s to the 2010s, right? Yes. Um, and uh, we were gonna do that, um, and we still are doing those.
0: We opted out because uh, <laughs> one of the movies is way too long, and we were just both like, "Oh, we're we're too stupid." I want to do that movie though. I Which do want to yeah, do yeah, Time. <laughs> and I want you to see
1: *Goodfellas*. I think that's crazy. You, you see like one. half of it. Yeah, yeah you gotta see good. So that's that's crazy. Um, so we probably will get to that one eventually. I don't know if it'll be the next one we do. Um, you might have one you want to recommend after this.
0: Uh. No, you can do one more Halloween one, and then we're done with Halloween season. Okay, we got to record quick, though, because Halloween's will Yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah we'll, we'll bump this okay. out. All right, so do, we'll do
1: two... Ha- we're gonna, um, I'm the horror guy, I guess, is that fair to say? Between the two of us, I'm more horror Yeah, dude.
0: yeah, I mean, you're more of, like, a monster dude, yeah. for sure. Yeah, so... Um, monster horror stuff. We decided by the time we got
1: to October, we were already kind of not in the mood to watch crime movies or in the mood to watch horror stuff, um, so we're going to do two Halloween ones. Um, hopefully, this first one will probably be done before Halloween, the next one will probably release... A little bit after probably a couple days a couple days after, couple days after, after yeah, um something like that but we'll still do it um yeah uh so and then i also said i wanted after your crime one to do an apocalypse now episode because i've never seen it um so i hope we can still get to that as well um so yeah i apologize we apologize for the long wait but we're just we're busy guys man we both got jobs now i'm employed yeah. now so we're that's
0: totally a... we're so busy we're just swamped i mean i'm, I'm all on... the time we we be we're Swimming and work, you know, we're swimming with the, with the minnows at work, you know, the minimum wage workers, the minnows, minnow for minimum wage. Yeah. Yeah. And also there's minnow fish and yeah, yeah. yeah we're just swimming around in that fucking pool drinking in min- all that yeah. damn water. Sure, man. Getting busy. <laughs>
1: okay. All right. Yeah. 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 Papa John's I'm, I'm a fucking warehouse worker now, dude. You work
0: for that fucking racist Papa John. No, you work for Yo, what Shaq. You work for that. Work for that Dude, if with... this gets out
1: they like, could fire you.
0: No, I work for Shaq, bro. Shaq. <laughs> That's right. Shaquille O'Neal, bro. He my he my boy Steel. Alright. Steel, bro. <laughs> Steel. Um Kazam. That was. Kazam other... was, was, was the best one. Yeah, Kazam, Kazam, Kazam the genie, bro.
1: I love it. My
0: boy. Can't go wrong. You be Halloween. He was the fucking He's in Be Halloween, dude. This guy be hoobie. my CEO, and he also be just a total Chad. <laughs> so,
1: um, Tyler, what did I choose to watch? Choose for us to watch for Halloween.
0: From the intro, it sounded like Hellraiser's one through three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I watch. could make a solid assumption from that song that you're right. A mystery person sang.
1: Yeah, yeah. We we, we did a Hellraiser one through three, uh, also known as the Scarlet Box trilogy. Um, this is there have been many Hellraiser movies. Like there's like eleven or something.
0: Yeah, and, like, three of them have been worked on by Clyde Barker, the
1: original creator. Okay, so this is the first three. Um, I've never seen any of them outside of the first three. Um, Tyler had seen the original. He never seen the sequels. Um, I think he's regretting that now, although I slightly disagree because uh, I like parts of the sequels. Um, Tyler did not. Tyler liked only the first one, which is totally fair. This first one's great. Um, and, yeah, this is our our conversation about Hellraiser. Um Would you like to go first and explain what the plot of Clive Barker's 1987 Hellraiser is?
0: Hellraiser is about a fucked up relationship. Because there's a wife who cheats on her husband. And the person she cheats on him with dies because he's into like some satanic weird crap. And then she ends up, her and her husband that she cheated on, end up moving into the house that he died into because it was like an old family heirloom. If you can describe a house as a heirloom. Yeah, it was passed down. Yeah. Uh, And they, whenever she goes up into the attic, she discovers after blood falls on the floor that that is where the person that she cheated on her husband with died and he's coming back to life and he asks her to murder people. So that means he can go back, come back to life and gain back his skin and they can live happily ever after as an abusive relationship. And, because he's a total dickface. Yeah. And that's basically the plot. It's not really, uh, I... I never really describe Hellraiser as a horror film. I don't Mm -hmm. know why, I just don't do it. Mm -hmm. I rarely ever, I, I didn't... Whenever I first saw Hellraiser, I was like, there's horror elements in this, but it never felt like a horror film to me. I always kind of describe it more so as a, uh... As just a, uh... Extremely fucked up romance movie. And, uh... Yeah, I just freaking love it. It's just dope. And everything about it is, like, absolutely astonishing. Everything from, like, the atmosphere inside the house to, like, the you fucking practical stuff, effects. Positive. Just practical effects, like, people just bopping their fucking arms out of the ground and, like, breaking them all over the place and shit. The gore is, like, unbelievable. Clyde Barker's ambition can be seen through the dang roof. And then the ending is just, mwah, mwah. oh, beautiful, beautiful, and I love it. I love every second of it. Cool. It was. It's an astonishing work of art. I think it's one of the most unique horror films, if we're going to qualify it as a horror film. Are you made. being sarcastic right now? Or? I'm not. Okay. Hellraiser is like one of my favorite horror films from the 80s. That's cool. And I think Hellraiser... Deserve more credit than what it gets. I agree.
1: I actually think when I watch Hellraiser, and I apologize for the delay. Um, I think when I watch Hellraiser, I am struck by the fact that it's not really about Pinhead at all. Um, and strangely enough, that's where each movie, subsequent movie, gets worse and worse. I think is by putting more in um investment in the Pinhead, more of the story in the Pinhead. What um the movie is about, like you talked about, it was a fucked up relationship, and like. I think that's what really struck me upon the first time I watched it when I was probably in high school um, was I was expecting Pinhead, you know. I was expecting it to become more of a slasher movie. And it's not. It's um, it's much more of a... almost like a gothic romance between um, this character who's the mother of our lead... Um, the stepmother of our lead named Julia who, um, yeah, like you said, cheated on her husband with his brother, right? Frank is his brother? Frank is the brother, yeah. yeah. And uh, Frank has since died because he...
0: Um, has taken the. Uh, he, he wanted to gain some form of power from heaven or hell by using this like magic cube, this shit. box, the box that kind of ties the entire series together. That
1: um is sort of a it doesn't make any sense later on. It but doesn't, but it? but it's a, it's a device for people who seek sort of painful pleasures and and un- otherworldly pleasures, you know, sexually or anyway. And uh, he uses it, is killed, and um, she, you know, tr- you know after finding out that. She can resurrect him um, from where he died. She starts to f- kind of give him flesh of men that she lures in. Um, it's a really weird movie. It's, like, really trippy and weird. And, and it's, like, such an awesome... It's probably one of the best, like, debut horror movies ever made. Like, it's Clyde Barker's first film. Yeah. He'd written some scripts before, but this is his first... And he's, he was a novelist at the time. He still is. Um, But this was, like, his big horror movie debut. And it's, like, what a fucking way to start. Like, I think this is just, like, a, a, such a, like, a competent vision that's so secure from the from the get go you know
0: yeah yeah no, I agree it's just a fucking awesome movie <laughs> yeah it's pretty great I'll, movies I'll got movies got like what
1: do you want to do you want to have some more coke you seem like you're so fucking tired right now
0: I mean you can hand me over my coke but like you, see, you cool. seem
1: dead you seem like fucking dead right now mean, like where like, was all that energy you were watching Bruno like where'd that go
0: dude i stayed up all night why do you always do that like i've been up for 27 hours
1: tyler bro what the fuck
0: dude why do you always do that i didn't do anything you always stay up should i make something I can go to bed by, by, uh, around midnight
1: <laughs> you always fucking do that you always stay up for like fucking
0: f god all right and go to sleep all right, all right. I was like, oh, I'm just
1: do up. you not record this today do you want to wait
0: no, I'll record it, sure. Go for it. I was doing it. Alright. Um, I'm keeping all the same. Fuck you. Are you? Keeping, like, parts of it, sure. <laughs> i will keeping the parts where you look like a dick. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I- Hellraiser is a fucking Chad movie, okay? <laughs> like, like the, the, the main antagonist, Julia or Frank, whoever you want to call it to be. Freaking dope. They both work off of each other perfectly, representing, like, toxic relationships and just, like, obsessiveness, and they also represent young love, which is dope. Mm hmm You know? She, like, craves this, like...
1: Like, forbidden love,
0: too, I think. Yeah, they they crave, like, this forbidden, rebellious love. Yeah. Whereas she doesn't want to be in the confines of being, like, a housewife, like, like, you know, the, the stereotypical dad that is, um, uh, the dad figure. I forget his name.
1: Uh, I forget his name, too. I know he's, uh...
0: Yeah. I think she's jealous of the daughter because the daughter kind of has, like, that young, right. young forbidden, you know, rebellious love. She's dating, like, that one dude, and they both, like, you know, they're always, like, hanging out and stuff. And she's like, I can have that if I date Frank, so let me go out and murder people. <laughs> and she basically just lures in dudes and, like, has them get fucking killed. Yeah. And they get their skin ripped off, and they get freaking blood just gets shot around all over the freaking place. There's a lot of blood in these movies. Oh, yeah. There's, like, a ton. It's like gallons of blood. They're just throwing them around on the daily. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy. I, lo- I I think what I wanted to bring up
1: too is like speaking of this being just a Chad movie, I think Clyde Barker, especially at this time, is such a Chad. Like I think he's a real Chad at this point, point. and you know I think he just uh, I think I always I always said he always had big concepts but with low budget, and I think my only issue with all of these movies, even the first one, is not really. I mean, all the sequels have bigger issues than this, but I think the core issue that kind of permeates the entire series is that um, Clyde Barker um, is trying to fight through his small budgets to make a really cool movie, and I think he can't quite... There are some cheesy effects here and there. Some are great. I mean, some of like the kind of creature stuff is awesome, but some of the more, like fantastical elements of these stories kind of fall flat. And I've always felt if you give Clive Barker, like, the budget of a Guillermo del Toro or something, or, like, the technology that he uses, I think... Yeah, he Pan's could, Labyrinth. Yeah he, like, could really, yeah, he could really pull it off. Um, but I, I still think there's so much inventiveness, especially in the first one. That's just great. Um, but, yeah. yeah the totally...
0: Cenobites are awesome. Yeah, the Cenobites are The Cenobites are, like, these demons that are, like, from the cube or from hell. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they come up and they just... Uh, they're just uh in charge kind of how the way things work somehow they haven't really found a loophole around the people coming back to life but who gives a shit i think it's interesting too that like we talk about how pinhead's not a villain and pinhead in
1: the first one especially and and a little bit of the second one but most of the first one um he almost feels like he's just doing his job
0: yeah it really is what it does and he's
1: just he's just like the inevitable like he's not he's not like this force coming in to kill people or, you know, he's when people fuck with the box when they fuck with the forces between, you know, pain and pleasure that are are beyond their own. He is just, he and the Cenobites are forced to kind of show up and arrive. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really interesting. I also think it's interesting that Pinhead was basically like, you know, when you look at like the promotion of like nightmare on Elm street or something from this time or, or anything else, like if you look at the first movie or like Friday the 13th or something, they're not selling the character yet because they don't know what they have. Like, no one thought Freddy Krueger was going to be, like, this iconic character. Mm-hmm. You know, no one knew Michael Myers. You'll see Michael Myers' mask on the original Halloween poster, you know, like, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You don't see all that. But, like, Pinhead, he's not the main character, not the main antagonist, not really even an antagonist at all, and yet the first, like, image of the movie, the first poster of the movie is just straight up Pinhead. Like, it's just, like, him holding holding the box. It's like he, that that right there makes him an iconic mm-hmm. villain. And even if it's funny like people talk about Pinhead so much but they never talk about the movies in I feel like and he's not he's so not what you expect, I think. I think you expect a Freddy Krueger. I think you expect a yeah, You
0: expect somebody who's going to run around terrorizing people. Which he does in the third
1: one, but yeah. at that at that point he he's not he's like, not really Pinhead. No. And he doesn't even show up to really I mean really show up to the final 40 35 minutes of the movie, which is interesting. And, and, and in the meantime, you get this really interesting... I use... I say Cronenbergian a lot. And I think people use it too much to describe me. I think that's, like, body horror. But I think Hellraiser is very Cronenbergian in the sense that it's, like, all about... Um, it's not just because of the body of the gore and the body horror itself, but because there's so much, like, interconnection between sex and violence. And... Sex and gory images. Um, I mean, it's the movie is very, very sexual. Like, there's a lot of like, you know, intense sex scenes, and the stuff with Julia and Frank is still pretty like intense for an '80s movie. Um, yeah, and and I think that's really interesting. Like, I think that makes it. And I think that's something that actually, it's it's it's, it's like what I'm, I guess what I'm saying is the sex isn't gratuitous in the way it's not in Cronenberg's movie. It actually, um, it actually feeds into the plot of the movie because there's this idea of like. You know, him her giving him giving Frank flesh, Julie giving Frank flesh to, so he can touch her again. This idea of touch and yeah. bodies and um, it's something that I think what I was trying to say was that as the movies go on, they forget that element of it. Oh yeah, and they and they sort of stick they stick with the sado masochist imagery you know, of the the hooks and and the the, yeah. the kind of gimp leather, but they never really um they never touch on sex and I think in a, in a kind of a kind of adult way. This one does. And if they if they do do sex, it's just to have a gratuitous sex scene, which happens in the third one.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but it's not like sexuality plays a lot into the actual story, uh, mm-hmm. which I think this one really does. And it, ma- it makes it feel more grown up than a lot of the horror movies of the 80s, I think. And not just because there's tits and ass, because there's actually, like, you know, real... real um...
0: Yeah, the other two are uh, made for uh, sadomasochists, and uh, the first one is made to have a theme about them.
1: I wouldn't say that they were made for sadomasochists.
0: I don't think... Um, you know. I mean, they're just kind of a bunch of just gore no, and stupidity. Yeah. yeah. That's they fair. don't really serve a lot of purpose to anything. I feel like you just called me Sato sadomasochist to my face, but you know, it's Yeah, fun. it's fine. <laughs> I mean, you, you did recommend Mandy, so like... Hey,
1: Mandy's dope, okay? I will not... Why is it gore?
0: No, I'm just kidding. I, I, Mandy. yeah, I
1: admit Beyond the Black Rainbow isn't like amazing, but... Yeah, Manny's he's good, though. I'll, I'll, I would also say that I think Panos Cosmatos would be a great a great candidate if they ever wanted to make a new Hell, Hellraiser movie. Yeah. Visually, you yeah. know? I could see that. For sure. I've always thought the motorcycle guys in that movie looked like Cenobites. Um, but let me uh, let me look at some notes I wrote down here uh, while Tyler uh, sips on his Coke to get him woken up. Tyler's been awake for 27 hours, as you may have heard if he didn't add that up. Uh, he looks like he wants to die, uh, and he also looks like he's really mad at me that I chose Hellraiser 2 and 3 to talk about uh, for this podcast. Well, I've already said Clyde Barker has huge concepts and little budget. Uh, I also think the practical effects are awesome. Uh, I mentioned that Julia, the character Julia, is the real villain. Um, I also just wrote down in all caps, DOCTORS, and I think the reason I did that was because Tyler... I'm not recording this if you're going to fall asleep the whole time. I'm not falling asleep. Dude, you are literally passing
0: out. You heard, you said doctors. I know, I know what I said, but you were passing out, dude. Yeah, I heard you talking about the cast and stuff. Oh my god. You're like Julia being the main villain and also... I know you hear me. Doctors. I'm just, Yeah, I'm look, listening.
1: I can't, it's hard to talk to someone who's literally like, <laughs> I like think they're fucking dozing off. <laughs> I mean, you gotta be a little bit more entertaining just saying. So Jesus Christ!
0: You're, you're you're fulfilling the Hellraiser three right now. Oh. You know, you're not pulling a Hellraiser one, not really keeping my attention. <laughs> I'm putting like Bruno in the background or something to keep me keep me going. Bruno would keep me going. Josh on the Hellraiser, he's he's about in the. Here here's all you gotta know about Hellraiser. It. You sound drunk right if now. If you, if you like, if you like a messed up relationship, and you dump, like, a gallon of blood on that. Uh-huh. That's my and cat. And then, if you... Fuck, it, we're doing
1: a messy episode today. I don't care. I don't care. And if then, yeah,
0: nobody cares. Nobody cares. No, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Care. Hellraiser's messy. Who cares? <laughs> or it's the theme. We're fitting okay. in. We're fitting in. We're making a parody of a Hellraiser movie, but in podcast form, and not with you look you screaming. i i don't i need to reiterate this
1: to people listening you look dead you look like you want to fucking die you look I, I, I'm, I'm, awful. Pretty, I'm in
0: pretty good shape right now
1: I good shape i mean that i mean you you tell me you haven't slept in 27 hours there is one eye you have one eye that is almost completely closed right now it looks like you've been
0: in a boxing match and you're <laughs> it's you fine look, oh my god I just haven't gotten all my skin back. This is our, ha-
1: this is our first Halloween
0: episode, bro. You've got to gotta step it up. I'm sorry, guys. Josh was putting me to sleep with his talk, 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 talk. What do we want to talk about? How is your Tyler? What do you want to talk about? All right. How, uh, you know, Kirsty's pretty cool towards the last third.
1: Yeah. Kirstie's yeah, the main the character. Dad's
0: pretty stereotypical, but he dies, so that's great. And then he hallelujah. The
1: dad, the dad is uh,
0: um, the Scorpio killer from uh, Dirty Harry. The hobo is like a, it's like a demon dragon. <laughs> yes, He's like the protector of the cube. Can we talk about how like how like the way you get rid of the Cenobites is by solving the cube? That's pretty dope. But like for some reason nobody figures it out, and then they figure it out in like five seconds. Yeah. Like I think it's like the easiest puzzle ever to solve, but like just nobody figures it out until like the last minute of the movie. Mm. That's so true. It takes them like 2 seconds. It's not like they're solving it during the I movie. I you
1: know, I'm on that note, I think every single one of these ends really weird. Oh, they all And end I don't weird. I don't mean the flying dragon. I mean how they beat the Cenobites. There's no consistency to how they beat the Cenobites.
0: Oh yeah, cuz it's like if you use this cube, then they're going to come for you. And it's like, oh, okay, well, you just get rid of them using the cube you just had.
1: It's like, uh, it's like the, it's like the all spark. <laughs>
0: Use the. Cube. Yeah, well, like, like, cause they're like, we're gonna run away from them, and I'm like, well, if you know how to solve the cube, why don't you just do that? Yeah, I and don't they know. show up. Uh, the Jesus web line is amazing. Oh my god! It's also improvised. Yeah, yeah, it was. Which is kind of dope.
1: Yeah, there's a uh, the scene Tyler's talking about is uh, Frank.
0: Frank being pulled apart by multiple hooks. Well, Frank uses his skin a, being ripped off. Like Frank is almost maniac. fully born,
1: but he needs one more layer of skin. So he they uh, they kill um the real husband, his brother, and they use his skin, and uh, yeah, they rip him apart. The um, since he escapes the clutches of the Cenobites by escaping death, um, the Cenobites are looking after him, looking for him. And uh, Christy, the main character, she like is like messes with the box. So She's like, hey, like Tyler's falling asleep. She's like, hey. I will give you Frank back if you let me live. I heard everything you said. Thank you, Tyler. Uh, and so, yeah, and then, so Frank is uh, eventually grabbed by hooks, in a form of her father, and he's ripped apart. He says, Jesus, and Jesus wept. He gets ripped apart. It's awesome. Yeah. It's fucking awesome.
0: And the demon shows up at the end. Yeah. It's even more dope. Hellraiser 1 is, like, a blast. Hellraiser 1 is a godsend of a film. <laughs> Literally. God sent that movie. Favorite pen headline? Favorite pen headline is. Is, uh. You're fired. Which one's that from? Those True Lies, actually. Yeah, what the fuck? Um, Or Donald Trump and The Apprentice. You're fired. Um. Um, it would be, uh. It would be. Um...
1: Let's take your time. I don't think
0: I know a single pen line. I think I know pain and pleasure, and that's it.
1: I was gonna say... No tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. That's a good one.
0: Yeah. I think there's a couple that's good That's a pretty ones. good one.
1: There's a couple good ones. But... It's a pretty tight one. Alright. Well, that was a great, great conversation, Tyler.
0: What? We went in-depth about how Julia's a good villain. You know, she's trying to get back Frank... Went into Death Valve. Frank's got these dope ass practical effects when he's climbing out of the thing. Went to get about the husband's useless. Kirsty's cool. Fucking the house got a creepy atmosphere to it. The fucking practical effects are dope. Penhead is cool. Went over penhead quotes. Ending's dope. Boom. What well, What else are we supposed to talk about?
1: Uh, I'm going to go through all my all my notes. You ready? All right, go right. I'll do super quick. And then if you want to hear uh, the details, I'll let you know. Okay. I said Clyde Barker, huge concepts, little budget. I said, still a lot of some practical effects. Julie's a real villain. I wrote Doctors in all cap because there's a scene where, um, uh, uh, fucking Frank, uh, not Frank, the the dad is, uh, hosting a, uh, is <laughs> hosting a, um, a dinner party and, uh, he says something and this drunk lady goes, Doctors! Oh, uh, that's and it made what I was wrong You just saying there's a no. No, I, I forgot why I wrote it and no, I just remembered. Um, I said, Amazing sound design, which I agree. I listened to this and it's around, it's not great. Um, Amazing practical effects. Uh, cinematography is great. I said that there's weird dubbing on Frank, and I think the reason—I'm not sure about this—but I think they, it's because I know it's a different actor who plays Frank when he's skinless. Mm-hmm. So I think they use that actor to dub over the skin Frank. Um, but it's so weird when he talks. He's like he talks like, "Hey baby," and it does not like. It's, it sounds like fucking. Um, I don't know, how but it does not match his voice. It does not match his. his um, him at all. Uh, good performances all around, I think. Uh, which is something the other movies do not have. Um, I said under the skin vibes. That's true with the luring and men and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. also just um, the concept of like a woman luring people into a house to luring men into a house to feed. You know, that, that's very under the skin to me. To the first half. Um, I, st- I said the Christopher Young score kicks ass. It does. It does Christopher feel- Young does the first two? Does not do the third one? Uh, but I love Christopher Young's score. He did; um, he's just a great uh, composer. But he uh, he was actually the guy who replaced Danny Elfman in Spider Man Three. Um,
0: oh, okay,
1: yeah, just kind of cool. Um, Cronenberg, uh, yeah, yeah. Because like, do you remember that story? Apparently, Danny Elfman, uh, same movie, said to Danny Elfman. He was like, "Hey, can you make Black's uh, like Venom's theme sound like Hellraiser?" And Danny Elfman was like, "If you want to fucking do Hellraiser, why don't you just get the guy to Hellraiser?" He's like, "Okay," and he like fucking just fired him and got the guy to Hellraiser. That was pretty. Pretty interesting. I can tell by your reaction that uh, you don't give a fuck. Uh, Cronenberg <laughs> plus Del Toro equals Clive Barker. I said a super fucked up romance story. Unintentional question mark dark comedy. I'm trying to think what scene I was thinking of that had... Kind of- There's
0: a couple. Uh, I know the director talked about how whenever Frank wears the Wears the white long sleeve shirt while he's like still covered in blood and that's while he's still yeah. like muscling, he's like the first thing he does is smoke a cigarette. He always talked about like that stuff. Yes, yeah, that's meant to great. Make a
1: chuckle. I love that too. He's like, "Come to daddy." It's all weird. It's like fucking. He looks so fucking weird. So great. Um. Uh. Oh, I also uh, wrote a quote from the dad when he's trying to. Um, Julia's in the in the bathroom, and he just tries luring her out by by weirdly saying, "Do you want a cookie, little girl?" I think that's really fucking weird. Editing. Dang, just made me laugh. You are literally falling. Asleep. We're 30 minutes, bro. We got. this. Oh my god! I said Larry's a simp. Larry, that's the guy, the dad. Um, he do be simping though. He do be simping. He don't even realize like that his like his like new wife is killing people. He's like building up like a his emphatic, fucking
0: bringing somebody back to life. And for that he
1: that he, that she fucked his brother. Yeah. Um, I said I forgot Kirsty even had a boyfriend because he's so lame, and he's mega lame, and uh, so lame they never even fucking mention him in the second one.
0: <laughs> yeah, he doesn't ever come up ever again, and the character himself is extremely boring. That's a
1: that's a running theme in, in both movies uh, that Kirsty is given like a weird love interest for like an hour of the movie, and the second one they just fucking kill him halfway through because they're like fuck it. Um, I said Chatterer is the goat. He's my favorite. Shadowers dope. Butterball is my guy. Butterball's dope, dude. Butterball's a fat one. I said, Kirsty's kind of boring. And then I said, I, reached with it. I said, until the final act, I like that Kirsty basically fights Frank immediately and is like pretty feisty. But I think, you know, she's she's good by the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said, the doctor's a douchebag. I think it's the doctor who wouldn't believe her. I don't remember the, uh Cenobite's entrance is dope. I love the crawling Cenobite when she first walks in. Yeah. Hall, it's a cr- um, and then I said, no tears, please, it's a good way to suffering, is a great line. That's all I wrote. Is that all you want to talk about Hellraiser 1? Hellraiser 2. Hellraiser 2. I have some notes for Hellraiser I didn't take a lot, but, uh... I'm gonna try to describe... Uh, you know what? I hate describing... I realize how bad I am at describing plots. Tyler, you go ahead and describe, describe the plot all right. of Hellraiser 2.
0: So, plot of Hellraiser 2. Duh, so, Kirsty, like an hour after the events of Hellraiser 1 gets brought to the hospital, the dad... That her dad who passed away in the first movie ends up communicating with her saying that he's still in hell and that he's being tortured she ends up trying to find to be able to get the cube back so I mean she can find a gate into hell but none of the doctors believe her so then she ends up going down to this dude's office spying on him works together with one of the employees and ends up going back to hell to be able to find her father and she ends up going along with some other person named uh, uh, Tiffany who solves puzzles uh, while, uh, while the doctors and this one doctor who's a sadomasochist who has basically become one after years of torturing uh, patients and even causing some some of them to die. He chases after her through hell, and then Penhead tries to stop her because she, he believes that her father's death is is meant to be in mm-hmm. hell. That's pretty good. That's pretty solid. Good job, Tyler.
1: Yeah. Um, the first thing I wrote is, and I know you have very strong opinions about this, and I do too, not as strong as but, uh, yours, but yours because I kind of knew it was coming. Um, but I said, uh, "Did we need to know Pinhead's backstory?" Nope. No. I think that's the weakest part of this movie. I think that's the part of the movie that I think really is sort of like uh, it's I think balls. <laughs> I think it's the thing that kind of carried over the entire series that I never really liked. Um, I don't need to know Pinhead's story. I don't even know that he was a World War II um, That I don't need that. You know.
0: Yeah, no, I know. You don't need. We don't need those backstories. Backstory's stupid. So who gives a shit? Yeah.
1: So that that's the first strike against the movie. I think the opening is really weak. I don't like the. But I also said that I don't think it's nearly as smartly directed. Um, you know, uh, Clive Barker was no longer directing. Um, it's also worth noting that this came out like just a little, like barely over a year after the first one. So they rushed this one into production like super fucking fast.
0: Yeah, the second and third one feels super rushed. The budgets definitely are... Uh, they're more, but the films themselves are way too ambitious for what the budget is.
1: Yeah, it's, it's more of that. Especially this one, I think. Um, uh, and this one was directed by a guy named Tony Randall, um, who, whose other claim to fame... Uh, he did VFX for Escape from New York. But I think, if I'm not wrong, he's now making, like... Direct to video family films. His That's last, fl- dope. his fast film from twenty eighteen is called A Dog Gone Adventure, and it's about dogs.
0: That's the. I thought that was the third movie in the Dog Gone trilogy.
1: Is that a trilogy? Yeah. Should we do that in the show
0: next? <laughs> yeah. Do you not remember like Dog Gone? There was like Dog Gone April the Fourth. What? And there's like Dog Gone. Uh... Valentine's Day or some shit.
1: You're not you're making the shit up. I'm not I'm not joking. The dog's journey movies? No, that's the dog's I don't think that that's that's a dog's journey. And like a dog's purpose. Yeah. That's what would you say? Dog gone adventure. This is some crappy dog movies. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Dog
0: gone adventure?
1: It's just called a dog gone adventure.
0: I guarantee it's part of the same as the trilogy. It's not
1: the same trilogy. Dog's so, purpose. In the
0: and- movies, So you worked with dogs. What the fuck are you talking about? Just say you worked with dogs, and they'll let you do it. What? You just say you worked with dogs. (laughs) Okay. And they'll let you play in Dogs Gone eventually.
1: (laughs) He's not an actor,
0: he's a fucking director. I know, but like, they'll just let you... (laughs) What the (laughs) fuck are you talking about? (laughs) A dog gone... This looks terrible. Yeah, I
1: know! I fucking told you that. This looks like a giant heaping pile of (laughs) poop. He also directed... He also directed uh, some softcore porn um, after Hellraiser 2, so there you go. you <laughs> still looking. Yeah, <laughs> don't... I
0: don't even know where I ended up. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing, Tony Randall?
1: Look at this guy. Look at this Chad. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh. Clyde Barker was like, yeah, that's the guy I want. <laughs> yeah, Hellraiser 2 makes no sense. It's pretty dumb. It's got video game boss characters. It's got no character development. And the closest thing to character development that you get is just a couple of houses. I mean, a couple of flowers outside of somebody's house. What? Oh, flowers? That's No, talking. I was thinking a different movie, sorry. What <laughs> uh, are you talking about? Uh, the, you don't get any character development in all of Hellraiser 2. Hellraiser 2 kind of blows. There's a really good horror scene with uh, Julia uh, breaking out of the I movie. I, I like Hellraiser 2. <sighs> yeah, it's alright. It's fine. I think it's
1: fun. I, I agree it makes no fucking sense, but I, I almost look at it like...
0: It's ambitious. It's
1: creative. Yeah, I still think there's some cool shit in it. I really like the... Um, I definitely says I I, re- I really like Doctor Chenard as a villain. I think he's really cool. Mm. I like the I like the concept of uh, the the idea that the people who are in the most into the kind of forbidden pleasures are people who are supposed to be normal people or, or people that we can trust or people that seem uptight in the real world. Mm. Um, doctor Chenard's a doctor, and I think that's really interesting. Um, I also wrote there's less immediate intrigue, which I totally agree with. I, I think it dope. I think I think I think it doesn't start as strong. Hellraiser one, you're like boom, you're in it. Dude gets fucking cut up by the box, and you're immediately introduced to the whole backstory of Julia and her whole thing with Frank, and you don't have that here. In fact, um, uh, I think there's not a. Uh, I think there's so much recapping. I wrote that down too. We talked about this. This was a common thing in the '80s, and the late '70s too. But like the movies always start with, like, tons of recap, and this one just doubles down on it. Like, the opening, before the credits, you get a kind of, like, a a sizzle reel of shit from the first movie. Um, kind of like the opening of, like, you know, Rocky 2, right? It has, like, a 20-minute, 15-minute opening. It's just all the entire, like, entire the entire final fight of Rocky 1. Um, and, uh, they do the entire, like, recap of the ending, and then, you know, the movie keeps going, and then they go, they cut right to fucking, um, um, uh, yeah, they go right to um just the the store the the Kirsty. Are you snoring? You were snoring <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, they go right to Chris Kirsty and she um um uh I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh uh, she, man, to she, re- she recaps the movie. No, I was fucking distracted because just... you were fucking snoring. <sighs> She recaps the entirety of the first movie again. And they show clips it's fake again. Somewhere. It's weird. Uh, okay, um, I said not a single. Oh yeah, she
0: recaps the movie twice.
1: Yeah, so it's weird. They should recap it twice. Like, she recaps it, and they have to. The show recap clips. it the,
0: They recap it in like the first like minute, and then she recaps it. Like, yeah, it's all the weird. Way through, yeah.
1: Um, I said I like the relationship between Christy and Tiffany. I know you don't. I think it's okay. I kind of like the, the the two of them together. Um, yeah. I, I like that. I like that. Um, Hellraiser for the most part is a pretty female centric series up until this point, especially still three. Um, where the main t- characters are mostly women, which I think is neat. Um, especially having a woman villain like, uh, Julia. I uh, said so not a single mention of Kirsty's boyfriend from the first movie. Is this funny? Uh, her new boyfriend, though, is, uh, Lieutenant Gorman from Aliens. You would remember him if he was bald. He was the guy who was too much of a pussy to fight with them. And the mm. one who, during the Halo drop, was like, how many drops have you done? And he's like, two. Uh, simulated. Including, you know, remember that yeah. one? Um... I am in hell, help me. That's my iconic scene when she looks up and... I thought you were just describing yourself right now. Yeah, I am. But I, but I, I love that scene because it also works as a great meme for my life. Uh, alternate. I said alternate takes of Julia and Frank fucking. Because I think when they're fucking in the opening of Hellraiser 2, it's different than what they're fucking in the first one. Uh, the mattress scene is genuinely fucking disturbing. And like you said, it's a great scene. Um, Julia's body, Julia died on the mattress. All, right, all right, all right, all right. Shut the fuck up. All
0: right. All right. All right. To whip about the uh, I'm just fucking around with
1: you saying. no go ahead Tyler uh, I was just carrying up my notes uh, I'll, I'll say this um I was gonna say the mattress scene is great yes where Julia um they go to the guy brings uh, the dr Nar decides to buy the mattress which Julia died on in the first film and uh he decides to fuck with it a little bit and he brings in a guy who is uh terrified who is a guy who's um has uh is really mentally unstable who believes that there are maggots crawling over him and he uh, basically forces the guy to cut himself to get the maggots off of him. Mm-hmm. And the blood um, with a razor. And as he's cut himself with <clears throat> a razor for a really long time, the blood drips onto the mattress. And Julia comes out and just fucking kills him. Yes. And, like, yeah, it's pretty fucking gnarly. It's a really disturbing it scene. Really it's good. But, yeah, go, ahead, go to your notes, Ty. All
0: right, my notes are... I gave Hellraiser 2 a uh, 5 out of 10. Mm-hmm. And I said... Uh, the plot doesn't really begin in the movie till 35 minutes in because they dwell on the first movie for too long, which we already talked about. Um, I still love Kirstie as a character. I think she's expanded him on pretty decently. Yeah, I, think, I like how she's immediately... Like... Um, the dad suffering up against the wall in the very beginning is pretty dope. Oh, yeah, that was cool. Um... Uh, what... I don't know what I'm referring to when I wrote that. Um... I said something like they killed 10 people in what, like an hour? Yeah, they killed a lot of people. In what scene? Who were we talking about? Are you talking about the movie as a whole? No, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what I wrote about. I literally didn't add anything else. Um, The Kirstie versus uh, Julia fight up in the apartment. I was like, this is epic. Because she says things like, come and get me, Snow White, or something like that. And I'm like, oh, yeah. (laughs) This is the fight I was looking for. I was like, this is the fight that Disney never provided. Um... (laughs) Oh, I had a really cool theory about how the Cenobites were actually going to become Cenobites, and it was that they were just people who were already obsessed with pain and liked the idea of pain for pleasure, Mm. and that would have been cool, because then the demons that, like, you know, are, like, kind of, like, torturers and in charge of all this stuff, they would be the people who actually enjoyed it when they were living. They are. Um, not really. That's what uh,
1: Pinhead is. (laughs) Yeah, Pinhead Pinhead was a guy who He was a soldier But he liked exploring Like, pleasures He
0: explored it, though Not because of him Enjoying the pain of it But because he just Lost faith in humanity And he was like I Mm -hmm. just want to get powers Oh, okay That's all it was Okay and then in Hellraiser 3, they just start throwing it out there and being like, I didn't give it to everybody, who cares?
1: Yeah, the, the 3 is when they really just, the Cenobites mean nothing. They're just like...
0: Yeah, like, I thought it was kind of cool when the one guy got it, but then they're like, the other Cenobites become, like, good guys for some reason at the end of it, and I thought that was, like, super stupid. Yeah, that's weird. I thought that was done. Uh, I thought that was dumb. Uh, yeah, I said it looked like Bill and Ted's Hell. <laughs> The nice. whole movie, it looked like Bill and Ted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they're he-
1: they, Yeah, they couldn't afford a great looking hell. Although I do kind of like the Leviathan. Um... There's lots
0: of scenes where like people just do shit. Where I was like, what? Like there's one part where like Kirsty literally is just running and then she just drops the cube. Oh yeah. And then she just keeps on running and I'm like, you're not being chased. Like how the fuck did you not know she just? Dropped oh,
1: can we talk cube? about the baby? That horrible doll looking baby that like is getting its mouth sewed shut. It looks like a fucking Hasbro toy. It looks like the baby that was I don't remember
0: that. Eats. I
1: don't remember that. Yeah, there's this constant image at the beginning, or not, when they first get into the hell world, where um, there's, like, a baby doll that's getting, like, its mouth sewn shut, and it looks like a fucking, like, I don't know if it's supposed to be a doll, I think, it, I think it's supposed to be like a real baby, but it looks so bad. It looks like plastic. It's really awful. That whole scene's weird. It's like, when she first goes in, it feels like,
0: oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's when, yeah, I'm not that, Christy, when, uh, I hate all the, uh, I hate all the Cinnabite shit. I can't stand all the Cinnabite stuff hmm. in this one. At the very end, they're all so fucking lame, and they all just, like, die. I get it, they're gonna come back, but who cares?
1: I would have liked in the third one if, uh, they just, uh, <laughs> Pinhead was just Doug Bradley without makeup, like he was at the party. Oh, the it's yeah. It's so funny. He's just, like, this old
0: guy <laughs> in a fucking leather suit. That would make me laugh. Um... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's super duper ambitious. It's got a lot of stupid crap in it. It's pretty nonsensical, and there's not a lot that goes on with the characters. But it is very video gamey, and it's super fucking ambitious. I think there's some I, fun
1: stuff. I, I still I,
0: think the Final Guy is like a fucking video game.
1: I love it. when Chenard becomes the fucking, gets the fucking warp thing attached to his head. I love it. It's like flying around. And he's like,
0: and to think I hesitated. It's like a fucking thing. I think it's dope. Yeah. I, there were people... I like how they caught me out and made me think that Julia died. And then she just comes back. That's right. But then it turned out she put on her fake skin. Yeah, Chrissy just used her fake skin. And I was like, wow.
1: I love that effect, though, when they let... When she flips out of her skin. Because, like, the dummy looks so bad as it's falling backwards. Um, uh, yes. Some people think that the uh, there's a lot of really niche horror fans who thought... I don't think it's true, but it's kind of funny. That... uh. <laughs> J.J. Abrams was paying homage to Dr. Shenhard by putting that stupid um, robot arm on Palpatine because he's a horror guy. People were wondering if that was... A no, I think that was just because he's stupid. Oh, I think so, too. I just thought it was funny because it did count.
0: Oh, okay. I get it. So we're making fun of J.J. now. Sounds good. That's yeah. that's what I'm good at. You're good at that. You're good at making fun of J.J. Fuck Hellraiser 2. Hell's cool. I like Hellraiser 2 a lot.
1: But I understand it's not it's not like a movie I would say is necessarily great. I, but I, I, I would I will say this rewatch I. I'm
0: happy I watched it. That's it.
1: Hellraiser three, hell on earth. We're doing this fast because
0: Tyler is tired. <laughs> well, I mean, what else is to talk about with Hellraiser two? I mean, Hell's not pretty cool. Much, yeah, it's not much. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um. Um. Hellraiser just a little bit of dust in my eye. It's from the pathogen air from you saying goodbye. For your information for your information, I have an inflation in my tear gland. Hellraiser three, Hell on Earth. Tyler, uh plot Hellraiser 3, Hell on Earth. Hellraiser 3 has to do with after the Cenobites all die, which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my whole entire life. But they all die. And the cube gets solved and blah blah. Everybody's safe again. Uh, it doesn't have anything to do with Kirsty. It has to do with the girl with Kirsty's most- in one scene. Sorry, uh, yeah, Kirsty is, but I don't even know if it's really even her, because the camera's it so is. freaking It is, that weird. special appearance, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, um, so it has to do with this reporter um, who has the most um, non-feminine name I think I've ever heard in my whole entire life. It's Joey. That's right. Um, and she runs around... I knew it, Joey. That's mean okay it's not mean This feminine wow, that's really fucked up. feminine so you, 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 you,
1: you decide what's feminine and what's masculine you're the, you're the deciding factor of that okay
0: well it's just okay I'll give him this wow I'll give him this okay. it's just wow. as it's 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 as feminine as Tyler is masculine because mm-hmm. Tyler is a unisex name too so I will take it Tyler is a unisex name for the most part usually anybody can be named Tyler I've met girls named Tyler I think I've met more girls named Tyler than I have met guys i actually yeah i met a few girl Tylers yeah do you ever want to date one of them just so that you could call him Tyler in bed? <laughs> Dab! <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I don't even want to talk about Hellraiser
0: 3. No, Hellraiser three's dope. Come on, we got this, we got this. Let's Come just on. do alright. Come on, I know Josh, I know Josh. You see me falling asleep, you're like, oh, he's just, he's just being Tyler. I didn't even, even take notes for 3. Hellraiser, okay, I, I took I'll, notes for 3. I took notes for I, said I, watch said, watch I said I didn't. I said I, I know, didn't. I know, I got myself. I'm, I'm
1: just going to say my piece about Hellraiser 3 because I don't have a lot to say about it. Um, I apologize. Also,
0: Julia's end in Hellraiser 2 was kind of lame, but... This oh, yeah, well, she's... Like, I'm glad to know she, like... I'm glad to know they brought back her skin or whatever, but I just still think it was all, like, lame as fuck.
1: I'll say that. Okay, let me, let me just say my piece about Hellraiser 3, and then I'll let you do... You have the rest, because you obviously have more. I, I, uh... Hellraiser 3, uh, I've only seen it once before this rewatch. Tyler, I've never seen it before. I had seen it, and I forgot about it, and I think it's very telling of Hellraiser 3. I think Hellraiser 3 is fine. I think Hellraiser 3 is fine. I think it's, uh... I think it's like, this the quality of like a middle of the road Nightmare on Elm Street movie. I think it's maybe it's because I'm a, I'm I'm forced. I've seen a lot of crappy horror sequels in my life, um, that uh, I think it's I think it's completely serviceable. Um, I do think it's much safer than Hellraiser two, um, and less smart than Hellraiser one. Um, I think the old, the it, it took through four year, three or four years between Hellraiser two and three, as opposed to the one year between Hellraiser one and two. Um, I think the two and three separation. <laughs> Tyler has a Jason Voorhees doll that he is uh, rocking like a baby in his hand um, to show how much he loves the Friday the 13th franchise (laughs) Uh, but yes no um, uh, what was I saying Uh, anyway uh, (laughs) Razor 3 um, I think you can tell it took more time to write simply because it's a completely different setting and it's a completely different um, character Um, I think it's a bit more generic I think it's You know, I think it's competent.
0: He's walking.
1: I think the acting is pretty lousy. I think the writing is pretty lousy. I think they make Pinhead a a straight up slasher character in this villain, in this version. Um, and I, yeah, I I just think it's less, I think it becomes more schlocky. But I do think in the final 20 or so minutes, it does get kind of entertaining because it turns into pure monster movie schlock, which is kind of fun. Uh, but yeah, the concept of the sex, um, and horror being so intertwined is kind of forgotten. The cinema monsters. The sex in this movie is just basically gratuitous. Um, There's one really gratuitous sex scene, actually, uh, before um, Pinhead sucks the skin off a girl. Um, But yeah, I think it's whatever. I think it's like a 5 out of 10 movie. I think it's... I've never seen any ones after this. I think it's a serviceable entry. But, Tyler, you go ahead. You go in your notes about Hellraiser 3, and I will sit back. Oh, Hellraiser relax. 3.
0: Hellraiser 3 has to do with all the Cenobites all die and everything like that. Blah, you already blah, told blah. the story. Yeah, yes. No, I did not, all, I did not tell all you the story. Synopsis. No, I did not say talk about, like, the pillar, and how oh, he's stuck inside the yeah. pillar. and how is the in guy, the second one, actually. And it just how, looks really different. Yeah, it looks very different in the third one. And the guy, like, but this this club dude, like, buys the pillar, because he's like, yo, I like this, because there's a bunch of pain on it, and I like pain. And then so he buys it, and then he's going to, like bring back penhead by accident cuz penhead's inside the pillar penhead is slowly coming out of the pillar for the entire movie nothing happens for about an hour and then the last 30 minutes penhead's back and he goes on a slasher movie rampage main character joey is a reporter trying to figure out what's going on trying to get the scoop trying to get the exclusive IGN news for hellraiser your daily fix could you imagine if like hellraiser was going on in real life and like IGN was just covering it that'd be awesome I think it'd be hilarious. they like, we have a new Cinebite in the town. It's throwing CDs at everybody's fucking faces. Oh, we and didn't have a CD Cinebite. I'm going to talk about the Cinebites in just a sec. Oh, I apologize. Excuse me. Oh, it's okay. It's I, okay. Did,
1: I didn't it's mean okay. to. I'm so Joe sorry. Joey's
0: lame protagonist. All the characters are fucking lame. Her origin story with her dad or, like, her dad's background story is lame. And it's pretty also, It's honestly pretty pointless, too. But everything about this movie is lame. So I don't <laughs> like her. So that's what we get in my notes. Uh, here are my notes. First hour, nothing happens. (laughs) That's your only note? No, 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 wait, no, sorry. Uh, the Penhead origins tied to Penhead I hate. The main character I hate. The dreams suck.
1: Oh, I think the part where the guy explodes in the operating table is pretty funny.
0: Yeah, that's a very... It's It's like, it's like, it's not
1: subtle at all. They, like, blow all their effects in one scene, and, like, the main character just walks in. There's a guy who's like... Has like magically held up um, hooks just like pulling him apart. There's like electricity everywhere, and he gets like fucking explodes, and then everyone just goes on about their day like nothing happened. It's
0: kind of funny. Here is my prose The last third is dope. The Cenobites are dope. Penhead in the church is dope. (laughs) Penhead needing his human self sucks, dick. When he like morphs with the faces at the end. Yeah, yeah, that's so stupid. Pinhead should just be this fucking, like, I'm... For
1: shit! Well, yeah, like I said, he should be inevitable. He shouldn't be a bad guy. He's just doing his job. He's literally just... He's just... He, he literally... All he does in the first two movies is he is
0: pulling people into hell who, who mess with forbidden... I wrote down... Objects. That's it. I wrote down, um... I wrote down, we have to finally decide what the fuck these uh, puzzle boxes are. These things confuse me as I'll get out after the first one. Also, why the fuck does,
1: is, like, they're a office building with a puzzle box? Oh, Shit.
0: Why are there, like, three giant, like... Which one is the one that, like, when they enter the build? I think it's the ending of the second one. That's the one. third one.
1: That's the ending of the third one. They walk into the building, it's like an office building, and there's giant, like, panels yeah, that are all... I didn't get that. I didn't either. Are they saying that, like... It, it's like a museum now? No, I think it's like a... I think it's just, like, part of the architecture is forbidden it's so weird it's like i think they just made that shit up just like have a twist and even if it made no sense yeah
0: the they said uh what i said was um we had we had to finally decide what the puzzle boxes even remotely do or what they are because these things confuse me because do they have to solve them for the Cenobites to leave why are they so easy to solve if they are are they easy why can Penhead just come back when they aren't when they're solved sometimes, but then other times he can't. And uh, the part with the morphing together is fucking hilarious.
1: Oh yeah, I I thought it was kinda cool, but it's in like a dumb way.
0: Oh, it's dumb as hell, yeah. There's a lot of really quirky shots in Wait, this movie too. Yeah, explain
1: your favorite scene.
0: What's my favorite scene? The church scene. The church scene. Uh Pat Priest comes running down the running down the corridor he sees a woman inside the church. And the woman says. She's like. I don't know what to do. We have to stop those things. He's like what are you talking about? He's like those demons. He's like demons are just from parables. They're made as a symbolic. Uh, as a, a symbolic reference. To the sin that's inside our own lives. And then. The light opens. The door opens. The, well, the light comes in. The yeah. doors open we see a backlit version of Pinhead. Mm-hmm. The priest gasps. And then the girl points right at him, zooming on her face, and she says, then what the fuck is that? Woo! And then the yeah. priest gets across Milton on his hand. I would have been funny he... if the priest went like, holy shit! The Pinhead makes him eat a piece of his body, saying, this is my blood. <laughs> Wait, like you forgot when he
1: crucifies himself, and he goes. He also
0: crucifies himself. And then he goes he like, say? "I am the way." Yeah, and then he just blows up all the glass in the building. And then the priest a lot shows of blowing the- up glass in the... a lot of blowing up shit in this one. The priest should have became a cenobite. Should have been a priest cenobite.
1: Oh, that would have been dope. This Why? Yeah, what the fuck? That would have been like missed a missed opportunity. One. Missed How about the drill one? The one that's, like, drilling. His head, he's like, this
0: feels better than sex.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was great. That guy's great. And there was the one with the vagina neck in the first two, but she... That's her friend turns like, vagina neck, but she has a, a cigarette. Also, yeah, CD um...
0: CD-1's mega, though. What? The CD guy.
1: Oh, yeah, CD-1. I thought you were, like, talking about a droid from Star Wars CD-1. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck? Um, no, um... Uh, what was I gonna say? Um... <laughs>
0: So you make Bruno Uber <laughs> famous? Um, I don't.
1: Um, I think you fart in at least every one of at some point. Every one of these.
0: Oh, in all of our podcasts? Yeah, pretty positive. Uh, I don't know. I tend to fart a lot, so <laughs> kind of famous from to this point. I don't know if you ever heard of. Um, I don't know if you've heard of, ever heard of a. A little YouTuber. His name is Ronald McDonald, but what? I don't know. I was what trying to. I was trying to come up with a joke. What the fuck are
1: you talking about? Was, literally what with the with fuck jo- are you talking about? I was trying to come up about? with a joke, all right? Oh my god. Um. Oh. Uh. Yeah. Drill guy. The one who was like. This is very sexy. I was. I was gonna say. I think his. Uh, I don't know. My only one who thinks is the sexiest with him is like really gratuitous. I probably skip that. When
0: she gets sucked in through the because I told you I skipped three parts of the movie. <laughs> this movie sucked I was like this is boring There's a really The really, part right before Pinhead I would have given it a two out of ten probably I give well, it a three just it's the I scene I
1: appreciate sure you watching this when Pinhead is on the pillar and and um, he sucks the girl's skin off they're fucking and it's like just a really gratuitous section. oh
0: I I saw the ending of it I didn't watch the when he's
1: done he like he like. Like, does like a Christ boot. Like, like, I think I didn't watch the sex
0: because I would have felt really weird if I was skipping through the movie and then I just decided to stop on the side. I didn't know you were skipping scene. at that point. Oh, I was because the movie sucked. <laughs> that was like 10 minutes in. <laughs> that was not like 10 no, minutes it in. Like ten that would have been like, like 45. No, I wouldn't. No, Pinatrice was It was, was like 20. totally like 40. It was like 20 minutes in. It was totally it was like, like, like 45. It's not 20 minutes in. It end. was 20. Dude, that movie takes so long to start. All right, it does
1: take a little long to start. I I, 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 think I I take
0: a little bit longer.
1: Right
0: <laughs> no, dude, it takes forever. That movie is some freaking balls. All bro. right, you know, Forgive
1: me for even fucking recommending I the Hellraiser trilogy. I apologize. I Hellraiser didn't. one is a masterpiece. Yeah, Hellraiser one's dope. I like Hellraiser two, but I understand why you don't. Um,
0: I think it's fine.
1: Hellraiser 3. Uh, oh, oh, I wanted to finish. Before we finish, I wanted to read Roger Ebert, uh, an excerpt from Roger Ebert's review. Uh, Roger Ebert's reviews are stupid for Hellraiser movies. I love Roger Ebert, but the, yeah, he, he, he completely got this wrong. So I think it's worth noting, first of all, that um, Hellraiser kind of got popularity. Well, one, because Pinhead became kind of really, like a really popular image. But mostly, this is actually the same reason that Evil Dead became famous, because Stephen King is a real champion of... Kind of low budget horror movies. He really likes to kind of uses use his platform to promote up and coming horror directors. You know, mm-hmm. and he um, helped he helped Evil Dead um, become kind of a cult hit, and he did the same for um, for Hellraiser, in which he said in a quote after the film was released that I have seen uh, the future of horror, and it is. Um, and it is Clyde Barker. That was what he said. And film critic, uh, iconic film critic, uh, Roger Ebert from Cislon Ebert and the writer of the Chicago Sun Times passed away in twenty thirteen. Who I still love, even though he's wrong a lot of times. Um, was really anti horror films at this time, especially his slasher movies. And he kind of threw um, Hellraiser into this into the same kind of bunch as the other crap that was coming out at the time, unfairly so. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll just read the final quote. And he refer- by the end of this, he references Stephen King's quote of um, him saying he's the future of horror. He says, Who goes to see movies like this? What do they get out of them? I like horror movies because I enjoy being surprised, and sometimes even moved. But there are no surprises in Hellraiser, only a dreary series of scenes that repeat each other. What fun is it watching this, the, obvi- the movie Mark Time until the characters discover the obvious? This is a movie without wit, style, or reason, and the true horror is that the actor is the actors that actors were made to portray and technicians to realize its bankruptcy of imagination. Maybe Stephen King was thinking of a different Clive Barker. Yeah, it's dumb. It's dumb. It's like bankruptcy of imagination. Also, on top
0: of it, he just never—I don't know—he doesn't go deep enough into like. He just gets mad about the gore.
1: That's all it that's, is. That's really what it and is. Like, cause cause and because s- him, him about, and James just like, how... so angry about gore, and it's like especially the movie like hellraiser like i can understand like for friday 13th or something but for like hellraiser come on there's a lot more going on than the score it's weird because like by the time the hellraiser sequels would come out like especially three he'd be like it's pretty bad it's not as creative as the original i'm like motherfucker you gave it a half star
0: you gave it a half star yeah nah that's stupid
1: well tyler i think we've reached the end of our
0: what hour long we gotta hit an hour. What's our recommendation? For well, I was gonna do that.
1: Um, I was. Gonna, I think I mentioned it to you recently. Um, it's a. It's a two movies, two of which I think are really good. Um, one is a classic. Um, and Whoa. after this, you can recommend. You know, make up for it. and You can recommend two more movies after, after this. All right. I might be on my
0: trip by then, so I don't know. Shit. Okay. Well, um, in case you guys didn't know, I'm going on a countrywide road trip. I'm actually reserving the spot places that I'm going to tonight. That's awesome, dude. When do you start? I go on November twenty third, I think. Wow. I will be gone till around December eleventh. That's awesome, dude. we be going with two friends, probably. Awesome. You would have been invited, but you're working.
1: I know. I'm sorry, dude. Um, that's awesome. Happy. Free. Um, so next, uh, the next one I want to do, I'm not gonna say next week because I think it's gonna be coming closer than that. Um uh, maybe might even record it tomorrow if you have time. Um, is. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler is making an obscene hand gesture Is uh Stanley Kubrick's The Shining And Doctor Sleep And yep And Mike Flanagan's Sequel Doctor Sleep We'll probably watch them both together And just record it We'll probably do it Wipe it all out on the same day Yeah we could do it Uh tomorrow or um Okay Yeah Uh tomorrow is good Um Or Uh Wednesday And earlier in the day Cause I work a bit When do you got work Four. and then i thursday and then i'm uh Ugh. and then i'm with julia thursday friday Ugh. so if we can't do tomorrow we could always do we could always record it november 1st
0: it's okay if we're a little late it's okay a two-part halloween can go a little past halloween it's okay and what day is november 1st Sa- sunday sunday yeah i think i still work but i could probably get off early or do whatever i don't know we'll figure out something we'll figure out if we don't record tomorrow we'll figure out something else. yeah all right tyler Go home. Get some sleep. I'm going home. I'm actually going to go play Worms with a few of my friends. on. Okay, Tyler. God damn it, Tyler. We'll get some sleep at uh, some still point. I've got I to post these college applications to tonight, so...
1: God damn it, Tyler. Sleep for once. <laughs> you should have slept. sleep at midnight. can't believe... All right, well, good luck on your college applications. Good luck playing Worms with your friends.
0: Dude, Worms is kind of dope. All right. I'm not dying that. Worms, they go, like... They'll be, like, um... They'll be saying, like, things that rhyme, like... Don't be taking my shoes or else you're going to lose. All right. Well, uh,
1: this was a very, very interesting episode of Josh and Tyler Talk Movies. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm sorry if you didn't stick through it. Uh, I apologize on Tyler's behalf for being so tired. Uh, Apology. (laughs) All right. uh, Thank you, guys. Um, Tyler, when you edit um, edit this, can you edit the uh, heavy metal Hellraiser song that's in the
0: Hellraiser 3? That goes,
1: Hellraiser! Hellraiser!
0: Yeah, yeah, I'll do it right now. Hell You know, Kai Barker directed the music video for that. Hellraiser, All
1: right, thank you. Have a great day. Happy watch almost delete, Halloween.
0: Watch him delete it. Watch him delete it. Watch, is that him, right? delete it. watch him delete it. Which
1: one is it? Is it? this one delete? Or is- whoa, press- whoa,
0: which one is it?